Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. almost a year now since I first told you that they would eventually admit that virtually everything they told you for a year about COVID was a lie. All the major planks of this thing with Trump safely defeated would eventually be admitted to be wrong by the same government agencies and lying media members who told them to you when they knew otherwise or easily could have figured it out. They would shockingly reverse course, eventually admitting they had it all wrong. Why would they do this? Well, with Trump safely defeated, and that was the main point of whipping up a furor over COVID that went way beyond what was justified. They would want to correct their own records for the history books. Oh, yeah, we reported that. Yeah, a year too late. Well, it's happening. We have three shocking new revelations about COVID. Not shocking to my listeners. I've been telling you since April slash May of 2020 that social distancing doesn't work. Business closures were unnecessary. Masks are a joke and they don't work. And I've been telling you since I found out that they would be giving Americans the shot without running trials first, that this would result in widespread injury and yes, even death. I'm not a medical expert. So how did I know? Common sense and a little bit of Google searching. That's all it takes and has taken throughout most of this to be able to debunk the lies that the professional D.C. political medical class has been telling. Let's start with one of the strangest lies they've told lately about one of the vaccines. You know, the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. After the AstraZeneca vaccine caused blood clot problems in Europe, I warned women under the age of 50 here in America against taking the Pfizer, Moderna, and Johnson & Johnson vaccine. While the medical establishment here in America assured us they were all safe, they weren't like the AstraZeneca vaccine. Turns out they were. And within two weeks, they'd pull the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Again, I'm not a medical professional. I'm just well-read. Was I right? Oh, heck yeah. And they're still lying to you about these shots. Here's how I know. When they pulled the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, they claimed it was because of half a dozen, now it's eight, blood clot reactions to it. They forgot to mention a few of them. And this is why I don't trust them. According to the VAERS system, that's V-A-E-R-S, that's the Vaccine Adverse Reaction System, run in America, it's run by our government. There are actually 56 reports of Johnson & Johnson vaccines potentially leading to blood clots. Not eight, not six, 56. And at the time, I told you that there was no way they had pulled it for just six blood clot reports. That it had to be something much more serious they weren't telling you about. How did I know this? Common sense. Doctors are required 
to report adverse reactions to the shots to the VAERS system. There's no way they would have pulled it for just six or eight blood clots when there had been 2,602 deaths through April 8th, reported to VAERS, and a shocking 8,285 serious injuries and over 4,000 hospitalizations. See the problem there? All of a sudden, out of nowhere, six blood clots caused them to pull the shot? No way. Something bigger is going on here, and they're not telling you the truth about it. Here's the actual blood clot numbers. And when you hear them, you'll wonder, why'd they pull the J&J shot, but not the Moderna or the Pfizer shot? Here's why. The actual total number of blood clot adverse reactions to the shot reported to VAERS from December through April 8th is a shocking 795 cases, not six or eight. The biggest number, 400 reports, is not attributed to the Johnson & Johnson shot, but to the Pfizer shot. Another 337 reports are attributed to Moderna, just 56 to the Johnson & Johnson shot. What's going on here? That's far more than the eight cases the media is now citing. And if they were truly worried about blood clots, they'd have pulled the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines before they pulled the J&J one. Something's wrong, folks. Now, I have to add the disclaimer. When you use the VAERS system, each case must be investigated. So doctors have to report this stuff. It's entirely possible that some of these blood clot cases are merely coincidental. There was a blood clot before they got the shot. Blood clot came loose. We found out about it. They got to get to the bottom of it. Here's the scary thing. Typically, they get to the bottom of it part occurs in vaccine trials. We do those, American drug companies, usually in India and Africa, on unsuspecting people who can't sue them. That's where they get the data that they need to turn into the government to get the approval to bring the shot here. It's horribly immoral and really terrible. And they typically kill dozens with these shots and maim or injure hundreds before they get it right. Understand they are conducting a widespread vaccine trial on us in America. This has never happened before. Again, we usually do this in other countries. You are seeing what a trial looks like and they're lying to you when they say they know it's safe. They do not. They won't know until the trial's over. I'm not trying to scare you. I'm not saying it's unsafe. What I am saying is they're lying to you when they tell you they know. And that makes me distrustful of everything they're saying. They simply don't have the data. They especially don't have the long-term data. They have no idea what this thing does at year one or year two. They can't. It hasn't been around that long. And something is up with the blood clot situation. That can't have been why they pulled the J&J shot. Wonder what is. We'll follow up on it. Up next, two more shocking things they told you about COVID that aren't true. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Lie number two, debunked this week, shockingly, by the federal government. Yep, but not widely covered. Well, 
some folks tried to cover it. Steve Cortez, a Trump advisor, posted the actual government study. Listen to this, folks, from Stanford University, a peer-reviewed study from Stanford virologist that demonstrated beyond a doubt that face masks have no chance of preventing the spread of COVID-19. Shockingly, it was actually published on the federal NIH website. That's National Institutes of Health.gov in its National Center for Biotechnology Information section of the website. Again, the NCBI is a branch of the National Institutes of Health. So no one would think that such a study would not be reported widely by the mainstream media, that it would be, you would think it would be embraced by science-loving folks. Oh, we just learned masks don't work. Nope, they've doubled down on them instead. What did this study conclude? And it's shocking because it's Stanford, it's peer-reviewed, and it's on actual government websites. Quote, the data suggests that both medical and non-medical face masks are ineffective to block human-to-human transmission of viral and infectious disease such as SARS-CoV-2 and COVID-19. Pretty simple. But they don't want it out there, which is surprising to me that they published it. Nope. And Twitter took down Steve Cortez's tweet and temporarily took his account for posting it. But that doesn't make it any less real. The third and honestly most shocking lie that's now coming to light is on the lockdowns. I was able to tell my listening audience starting in May of 2020 that the lockdowns were having no effect on the spread of COVID. You can clearly see that by looking at realclearpolitics.com. They did a tracker of per capita death rates and per capita new case rates across the states. And since May of 2020, the top states with the most deaths and the most spread have all been heavy lockdown states. That's never changed. Yet it was ignored. J.P. Morgan Chase's research arm, renowned for its financial research, came to the same conclusion in July. There was simply no statistical correlation between lockdowns and an increase in COVID. In fact, there were just as many cases where COVID increased after lockdowns, both in the States and around the world. And for a brief moment, Anthony Fauci even admitted that was the case and suggested we stop the lockdowns. But it only lasted a minute because as the lockdowns faded and went away in the summer of 2020, the economy soared. As soon as everything boomed, Fauci was back to lying about lockdowns, and he hasn't stopped since. Even the internationally peer-reviewed study published in the European Journal of Clinical Investigation on January 5th that found, after an analysis of coronavirus case growth in 10 countries, there was no, no benefit to lockdowns. Still, Fauci continued recommending them. Never, when he does it, ever given a scientific basis for it. It's because he can't. But the shocking thing that happened this month was that the Wall Street Journal just admitted they were wrong about lockdowns. In a piece called The Lockdowns Weren't Worth It, it was written by Philippe Lemoyne, and he admitted in it that he'd been an advocate while at the paper for lockdowns, but that he had now done the math and realized they don't work. That's devastating. Here's why. According to Fortune magazine, a devastating, are you ready for this? Nearly 100,000 businesses that temporarily closed due to the pandemic are now out 
of business. The actual number is 97,966. That's absolute total economic devastation by any measure. It's the toll of Fauci's lies. A level of human misery, there's no meter to measure. There are suicides in there, despondency in there, drug use in there. I have no doubt this is crushing families, hopes, dreams, lives. But they don't care. It was all about defeating Trump. I'll always be convinced of it. But at least the Wall Street Journal fessed up and admitted they got it wrong. Here's the key paragraph. You can look the story up and read it for yourself if you like. Sweden was the first to learn this lesson, with many other countries having confirmed it. Initially held up as a disaster by many in the pro-lockdown crowd, Sweden has ended up with a per capita death rate indistinguishable from that of the European Union. Remember, the rest of the European Union locked down heavily. They destroyed businesses right and left. It made no difference. It was all for nothing. The Wall Street Journal continues. In the U.S., they write, Georgia's hands-off policies were once called an experiment in human sacrifice by the Atlantic. But like Sweden, Georgia today has a per capita death rate that is effectively the same as the rest of the country. In fact, it was so embarrassing for Anthony Fauci, he predicted widespread death about a month ago in Texas when they decided to reopen. Instead, deaths and cases went down. The experts, including Fauci, continue to lie about lockdowns and to ignore the science, showing they have no effect. And every time they're asked about it, it stumps them. They can't come back with science. Two months ago, Biden's COVID czar tried to explain it. Why is it that Florida and Texas are doing so much better than heavy lockdown states? He couldn't do it. So why is lockdown California not doing better than open Florida? That question stumping a coronavirus advisor for President Biden. Watch. There's so much of this virus that we think we understand, that we think we can predict, that's just beyond a little bit beyond our explanation. All around the country, we've got to continue to do a better job. California, as you know, one of the strictest states in the nation, shut down schools and businesses based on ICU capacity. The state nearing three and a half million COVID cases total. Florida, meantime, which lifted similar restrictions very early in the pandemic, has recorded 1.8 million cases. When grilled about this by Republican Congressman Jim Jordan this week, Fauci couldn't explain it either. He didn't even bother to attempt to cite science because there isn't any. You said when Texas ended their lockdown, ended their mandate, that this was, quote, inexplicable and would lead to a, sur- would lead to a surge in cases. Texas is near the bottom of the 50 states. But all the states at the top, all the states at the top are lockdown states. So how great was that? That guess didn't seem to be too good. You, what, what explains why Texas is so darn low compared to the rest of the states? Lockdown states have a much higher case rate than the state of Texas, which is like, over a month ago now said, we're not going to lock down. We're not going to have all these mandates that you say we have to have. Yeah. There's a difference between lockdown and the people obeying the lockdown. You know, you could have a, a, a situation where they say we're going to lock down and yet you have people doing exactly what That's they want what, to is do. Is that what is happening in the top eight states in the country? They're just not, they're just not following what, what's been told? They're not listening to Dr. Fauci? I'm sorry. You're speaking so fast. I'm not even hearing what you're saying. Well, you can look at the numbers. I can't see that. It's too far away. Okay. Well, Michigan's at 551 cases per 100,000. Texas is at 77. Wisconsin's at 109 because their state Supreme Court overruled their governor, their Republican court, and said, we're not going to have a lockdown in Wisconsin. And their numbers are five times lower than the state of Michigan, which is right next door. 
The gentleman's time has expired. But Mr. Mr. Chairman, it's typical when there is a question on the table that the witness gets a chance to respond to that last question. I want to know why, I'll ask the, I'll why, ask why Wisconsin is at 109 and right next door Michigan is at 551. Michigan is locked down and Wisconsin isn't. I think the gentleman uh, answered you quite clearly. He didn't answer that. There's In case you are wondering, <laughs> Fauci never answered the question. Although pretending not to be able to hear Jim Jordan all of the sudden was a nice touch. I'd end this podcast laughing at these people, but the human devastation of 97,000 American businesses destroyed. There's nothing to laugh about about that. And we could have stopped it in May. Folks, the only reason I bring this stuff up is if they lied to you about that, what else are they lying to you about? covid or otherwise. Just wanted to show you how far they'll go. Thank you for listening to today's edition of the Battleground America podcast. Make the censors mad. Share it with your friends and family everywhere. Battleground America with Tara Servatius. Please subscribe on radio.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Be sure to share with your friends and family. Thank you for listening. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time, baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world, screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.